Welcome to The Gathering Place, a Blessed is She podcast. We're so glad you're here. Come chat with us about Jesus, prayer, community, and life. So let's get started. Hi. Hey, Jenna. How's it going? Great. Welcome back. Welcome back. You know, we take these little breaks, we talk to a guest, then we come on back to our little cozy time. In our same outfit. Well, people listening to the podcast don't know that, but people on YouTube are like, isn't this like the third time you've totally. worn those exact same outfits? I know. Spoiler, it's all the same day. We just wear uniform. I mean, yeah, I feel like this jean jacket that I'm wearing is a part of my uniform. Totally. It goes with a lot of things that I wear. Yeah. I got rid of a lot of stuff. I did some spring cleaning. You did? Two weeks ago was the best. I basically have like four shirts. Okay, closets. What Was there any method to your madness or was it like everything's got to go? Everything's got to go. Isn't that a song? (laughs) I don't think so. I just meant like, was it clothes? Was it? No, I did everything. Christmas decorations or garage. No, my Christmas decorations were down. Also, I haven't done my garage. Obviously, your Christmas decorations are down. Some people have theirs up. I think Katie Waldow still has hers up. My friends, Kylie and Lexi. Still that's had their Christmas tree up and they were calling it, quote, an Easter tree. No, that's not a thing. <laughs> Tell Guys, them. Take down the tree. So you cleaned out your closets? I just think this relates to the Lord somehow. Yeah. In that sometimes we can make things simpler than we do. We can cut down on all the hoopla. Amen. And we can just focus on the simple things. Mm-hmm. What were we reading where it was like, the more you're in it with the Lord, the simpler it gets or something like that. Wow. We were reading that and I don't know where we read it. But it was profound. Yeah. Less formulaic, fewer boxes. It's just being with him. Yes. There's something I read recently in this book called Personal Prayer, A Guide for Receiving the Father's Love. I've been basically talking about it nonstop. I love that you talk about it all the time. I haven't even completed it. It could go really downhill. I don't know. I'm taking, I a, doubt that. I'm taking a chance here. I doubt no, that's happening. It's not happening. I've had so many moments of grace reading this book. Yeah. I read a page and a half and it inspires me to pray. And I put it down and I pray. And I have this life-changing encounter with the Lord because of something I read in this book. Friend, listen to this. As our prayer develops, as with human relationships, the tendency over time is to move towards fewer words. We should not force this to happen artificially, but we should also not be disturbed if we find ourselves needing fewer and fewer words. Wow. The key is that we are still very open and vulnerable in our prayer, exposing our hearts and sharing everything with Him. Likewise, our awareness of His presence and His love remains and grows stronger until we find ourselves mutually vulnerable with him, open and loving in the silence of perfect love. Wow. Can I tell you, I went to the chapel for the first time last week. Yeah. Without anything. No. Yeah. Okay. For my holy hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a whole hour. For the whole hour. I was like, wow, this is going to be real interesting. How was it? So at one point I did like slouch over because I fell asleep. But then otherwise, I was just there. I mean, friend, I have to tell you, I think that's kind of beautiful. Like what you really needed was just to rest. I know, but there's like people behind me. I'm in the front row. I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so embarrassing. (laughs) If I could have laid down though, I honestly was like, I would love to just like lay down and be in his presence and like actually take like a 10 minute cat nap. 
Anyway, my point was that I think I need to have like a lot of tools to go be in prayer, Mm -hmm. which I love. Like Mm -hmm. the tools are amazing, right? Mm -hmm. But I made it and it was beautiful. Yeah. For a whole hour, just sat there with nothing. It was sweet. I'm finding that I'm doing less in my holy hours. It is cool. Okay. I'm struggling against a little bit of productivity. The Lord will give me something beautiful, a consolation and an understanding about something, an image. And I'm like, I need to write it down. You know, I'm going to forget it. But I don't know. I'm kind of just letting it be what it is. Not getting a lot done in prayer these days. Yeah. I loved what Mary Ruth said. Well, her spiritual director really challenged her not to journal during her prayer time. And she's in it with the Lord and she's been in it. So this probably wouldn't be advice for someone who's new to a discipline of prayer. She said, you know, when you're with your husband, you don't write down everything that the two of you are sharing with one another. You're just fully present to the other person and you're listening with love. And so you're receiving the person in the moment. You don't need to record every interaction or every exchange. I think some of that might have rubbed off on me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. I think that's what gave me like the courage to even be able to go without anything. Yeah. Like, oh, Mary Ruth's gals telling her not to do, not to bring anything in here. I got to try this. (laughs) You did it? Yeah. And it was good prayer. So I want to hear, because we've talked about talking about the Lord, telling people about Jesus, being an overflow of our own personal prayer time. And you have had really beautiful, set-aside, disciplined prayer for years. Mm -hmm. And I've only just started it, you know? Yeah. Anyway, so I maybe just would love to like hear what you actually do in prayer that maybe could be an encouragement to you who's listening to be able to say like, okay, I could try that. Like Mary Ruth, for example, hearing that from Mary Ruth, I think it was an encouragement, sounds like to both of us, yeah, to simply be with the Lord. So I think hearing about how other people pray, or when I've actually said to my spiritual director, okay, what am I actually supposed to do in those 15 minutes? Mm-hmm. So anyway, if you would just be willing to share what you actually do during your set-aside disciplined prayer time. Sure, Jenna. Thanks for asking. Yeah. I think I would just first make a little caveat here that that daily discipline of prayer yeah. that I have had yes. has not always looked the same. Yes, totally. So just as a word of encouragement, it's going to change. Like, I mean, it ebbs and flows week to week to- at times. I was about to say day by day. Yes. Honestly. Yeah. I need that time. I get that time. For stretches, it'll be at the same time, but it's not always. So for me, there are a couple of things that help me to pray. One is location, and two is my backpack. So location is I can pray on my couch or in my bed. I do pray yeah, in the car, but where I know I'm going to pray is in the chapel. Yes. So going somewhere, going to a place, whether that's like your favorite prayer chair yeah. in your house, I think having a place really matters because it's it's like muscle memory. You get there and you're like, oh, this is the chair I pray in. Yeah. And then my backpack or my now bag is what I like carry around my Bible, my journal, my rosary, 
I have stuff with me to pray all the time so that if I'm just out and it's been a long day Mm -hmm. and I want to stop by the chapel, I could stop by with nothing like you did, or I have everything with me all the time. If I'm waiting at discount tire, as I'm wont to do (laughs) when I have a flat, I have my stuff with me to pray. So I think just setting yourself up for success, sometimes we can just be really hard on ourselves like, why am I not praying? Why can't I get in this discipline? Well, Mm. there are just some practical things. Where's your place? Like find a place. For me, that would be the chapel. And how do you like to pray? How do you most feel connected to the Lord in this season? And then set yourself up, have that stuff ready to go. I think for you, having a time and a commitment mm-hmm. to that time has been another practical. Like foundational thing. Yeah. I've just been really itching ever since I went to Nell's and was in that oratory. Mm-hmm. Just dying for like a little chapel. Yeah. In my house. It's like such a gift wow. to just like walk into a space that is. Only for prayer. Yeah. Okay, Beth. So we are in our prayer chair. Yeah. I have my bag of goodies. My prayer goodies yeah. in my prayer chair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm starting to wrap. What do I do now? Well, okay, I'm in the chapel, right? Oh, yes. And so what helps me is making the sign of the cross. Okay. Kneeling and like taking a deep breath in Love his that. presence. That's great. Okay, again, I was reading something in personal prayer. Yeah. He just basically is like, no wonder we're stressed. You need to give yourself some help if you want to pray. Okay. It's just really beautiful. No wonder we're scattered. No wonder we're tired. The real problem may be that we do not trust God. We don't trust in his love and his plan for our lives and his providence for all our needs. Jesus made a promise when he declared, I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. Wow. Prayer is abandoning ourselves to God with radical trust and then remaining there an attentive vulnerability. Oh my gosh. The most important thing in order to grow in prayer in our relationship with God is to begin to pray. Yes. The second most important thing is to continue to persevere in prayer. What? This book is unbelievable. Having said all that, there are some steps that we can take in prayer. When we pray, we usually have a starting point. We may have just read something or pondered some scripture. We might start with a particular prayer. We each have our own ways of starting out. We can think again of the analogy here with human relationships. When we meet up with someone, we usually have some initial gesture or greeting, question or introduction. Similarly, we want to make the beginning of our prayer concrete in our relationship with God. It is not that we have to follow a certain ritual in order to invoke or summon God to us. Mm. This is not a magical formula or incantation but is simply the way of connecting or reconnecting, which is a regular part of any relationship. Consequently, it need not be ritual or formulaic, but an organic human expression. At the same time, we don't want to underestimate the value Mm. of habits and rituals. Mm -hmm. Our souls move our bodies, and our bodies also move our souls. In fact, we could say that a good way to enter into personal prayer is simply to act as if we are praying. In that sense, it's like falling asleep. When we want to fall asleep, we darken the room, lie down, and act as if we are already sleeping. (laughs) Stop. And soon we are! Exclamation point. When we want to pray, we enter into a chapel, kneel down, fold our hands, close our eyes, and put ourselves into a disposition of praying. And soon we are. Isn't that so good? So we just 
act like we're praying and then we are praying. It reminds me of Coach Bennett when I'm like, I'm just going to walk. And then he's like, you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. He starts calling you an athlete on the first run on Nike Plus Run Club. Right. He calls you an athlete. He calls you a runner. Right. I'm not a runner. Right. I'm not an athlete. Yeah. But coach says I am. Right. I don't feel like I'm praying, but I am actually praying, which means that I'm praying. Wow. That's crazy bananas. so sweet? I was trying to think as you were talking, like when you and I say hi, we have like a thing. Hey, BD. Hi, friend. Hug. Totally. And then we like kind of just look at each other like, what's going on? How's your day? Yeah. Like we, that's like our thing. Yeah. Like we do that. Mm-hmm. With Mike, I'm like, my favorite guy's here. Yeah. You always kiss him when you see him. Right. So we do, we have a totally. natural ritual that's not formulaic. Right. But that is, creates a connection. Yes. And we need to have the same thing with the Lord. It's crazy. Yeah. Okay, so now that you like think about that, how do you start with the Lord? Yeah, my thing would be the sign of the cross. Okay. It's very helpful. Okay. And again, in the chapel. Yeah. Ever since I read that, I've been like, I need a thing. I need like okay. a handshake okay. with the Lord or yeah, something, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. But I do have it. I go into the chapel, I kneel, I make the sign of the cross. Yeah. I take a deep breath. Yes. And I kind of just wait a minute. Okay. Just to sort of let myself settle into mm-hmm. where I am. Yes. And I have a ritual when I leave too. I okay. used to always, like I walk backwards. <laughs> yeah. So I'm always looking at the Lord. Yeah. I genuflect or I kneel in the back of the chapel again. Just talk to the Lord, finish it up. He's usually got more to say. And then I would like blow him a kiss. Yeah. You know, not like a dramatic, not a whole hand yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a little... But then I started to see Our Lady of Guadalupe right here. Yeah. I'm like, Mary's my mom. So I started blowing her a little kiss. Cute. And I'm up to all three. Jesus Joseph gets, gets a, kiss. a kiss. Mary gets a kiss. Joseph on the left gets a kiss. Yeah. Just because I would say goodbye to my family. Yeah. And it's like a little ritual, but it's not rote. Mm-hmm. It's relational. Mm-hmm. I love that. What about you? Do you have a way of starting prayer? Yeah. Typically... I start with my journal. So I just pray on my bed. Again, I wish I had like a set aside room, Mm -hmm. like very badly. Lord, hear my prayer. Yeah. So I like have all my stuff on my bedside table. I usually have to grab a pen because someone has stolen my pen. And I do think that these are like, I know it sounds super silly, but like these are like annoying little like barriers. Totally. That like can impede the like flow of feeling like I'm in this rhythm. Yeah. So like if all my stuff was just sitting there, I've started putting it in my drawer instead of like out on the table so that the kids don't get to it. But anyway, so just being able to like open the drawer and have all of my stuff there and I can just like sit right down right where I am. It again, just like kind of goes with that like rhythm. Anyway, so I'll open my journal and I always date it first. And then I usually start with like, thank you, Lord. And then I'll like take a deep breath and like quiet my mind. And just like look at him, you know, try to like get in a space of silence in my like interior posture. Previously to the past probably month or so, I would always have my phone and put on some like prayer worship. So not so much like contemporary worship music, but more people who are praying and they like happen to sing a song while they're praying. Mm -hmm. Lots of instrumental. Yeah. 
lots of prayer happening. Right. It's not a song from start to finish. It's more right. spontaneous. Yeah. So what I like about that is an invitation into prayer. They're modeling for me how they're praying. And if I sense the Lord kind of doing that in my life as well, I'll re- like really join with them in that prayer. So I'll start writing down kind of patterns that I see in my own life that pertain to what they're talking about. So for example, if they're talking about um, brokenness in marriages, I'll write down, like, thank you, God, for healing the brokenness in my marriage. Mm -hmm. A lot of my own personal prayer is about me. I don't do a a whole lot of like intentions during that time, Mm -hmm. which I really wish I like would pick up the practice of the rosary because I do think that would be like, Mm -hmm. I know you use it for intentions sometimes Mm -hmm. and I just think that's so beautiful to entrust things to Mary and like Mm -hmm. really know that she's praying for them, you know, out of candidness or or just being honest with what I do. I don't use it for a lot of like, please, Lord, like take care of this thing. So my own personal struggle is a lot of, I have like a lot of anger, I have a lot of self-reliance issues, control issues. So for me, it's a lot of like, I'm so sorry I tried to do that on my own. Mm. I want to give it to you again you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. again and again and again. Yeah. So those are the things I kind of write down. And then typically I just try to be quiet. As we shared earlier, I think there's a lot of ebbs and flows in prayer. Totally. And the Lord is always kind of doing something, even when it feels like we're doing nothing. So a long time of prayer was me floating in a sea. This image of prayer of me floating in a sea. So like being weightless in this sea that ultimately just felt like an insane amount of peace. Mm. So like a a true like experiential moment of profound peace. Mm -hmm. So in prayer, I would just go back to that. I would like say thank you, whatever, and then get into like that posture in my interior like soul to just be like laying there. And that would be really it, being there. So again, I'm not at all trying to say I'm like a model. I've never read Teresa of Avila. I've never read Tres of Lisieux. This is just like my own personal thing. And I guess the reason I'm even wanting to share it maybe is just to say it can be more simple than we think it is. Mm -hmm. Not that I know if I'm doing it right, other than I know that I'm opening up my heart and my mind to our creator and our Lord. Mm -hmm. And that feels like deep intimacy. So I would have a similar kind of background. I studied special education. (laughs) You know, I I don't have a degree in theology or catechetics. And then I went into youth ministry. Really, I I wasn't formed particularly in either of my parishes. I was maybe formed in experience or in community, in prayer maybe. I fell in love with Jesus, but I was... I would say I was formed in prayer. I was formed by the Holy Spirit in prayer. So I think what has been really cool, why this book, Personal Prayer, has been so deeply consoling to me, is that what they're describing, I have experienced. And it just gives me the language to what I've experienced. Because Mm -hmm. I think for a long time, I would have made a similar kind of caveat there of like, Now, there are, and I don't know, as Catholics, we have this weird thing about there's this right way to do it. There's like in the tradition of the saints, and yes, absolutely, but each one of us have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. So your prayer is no less beautiful or real than anyone else's. So 
Just thanks for sharing. So I recently got a spiritual director over the past year. Mm -hmm. And it's been really incredible to hear someone say, kind of like what you just shared, your prayer is real. You do know how to like listen to the Lord. You're not totally off base. You're not crazy. Those promptings are real. Pay attention to that. Yes. What is he drawing you to? All this language that before, I, like you said, I never had language to these things that felt so real. Yes. And she gives me language to it, which not only validates my experience, but teaches me how to do it more. Yes, totally. How to live it more. Yeah. And so in that experience, I've really been growing in prayer. Mm-hmm which then does lead me into wanting to know more. Like Mm -hmm. I I do find these beautiful saints that we have, I found them so much more enticing. I don't know, for some reason, there's like such beauty and depth to them that I guess I didn't even realize before. There is a simplicity to them as well. Yes. Which I just think is the part that I'm drawn to, like we said at the beginning. It's both and. Totally. Sometimes it's what you read that draws you into prayer and how you're formed that makes you want to pray. Sometimes it's the prayer that makes you want to understand and give context to your prayer. But they're meant to work together. Neither is meant to happen in isolation. There is a formation that has to happen in prayer, which comes through good spiritual reading, mentors, spiritual directors, the word, but also our personal prayer matters. They support Mm -hmm. each other and deepen the other. Yes. Okay, so you like to prayer journal also. I do. Yeah, similarly, I date my journal, okay. and then I start it, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Oh, you write it down? I do. Okay, I yeah. like that. I'll put feast days. Oh. Yeah, so I'll say, you know. if you it, ask, Are you asking for intercession, or are you just naming the feast No, I'm day? just naming it. Okay. I had a friend who was a postulant, I think, in okay. the Sisters of Life. You know, and I didn't know anything. We were like fresh out of college, sure. and I didn't grow up around religious communities. I didn't maybe grow up even like uber religious, you know? Yeah. And she began to write me these letters from the convent because that was the only way we could talk. Yes. And she would put like Feast of the Archangels. And I was like, what? It was like so special. Yeah. So anyway, on on feast days, I'll put the feast. Wow. Or like if I'm traveling, I'll put where I am. So then I'll just like connect because I don't know the date necessarily. Sure. But I want to remember something that's happening there. And sometimes the Lord will go back and like show me graces connected to the liturgical calendar or wow. where I was, you know? Yeah. And then I try to start with a lot of listening. It's not like I can plug in. I've got a totally. lot of white noise that suddenly gets like turned way up as soon as I try to get quiet in prayer. Yeah. I would say I used to kind of go, I do a lot of thank you as well. Yeah. That would be a way in for me. Yes. Thanksgiving is an inroad for me. And that the, it says that in the scriptures. What is it like? Enter his gates with thanksgiving or his mm-hmm. courts with thanksgiving and his gates with praise. I always mix up those two. So Thanksgiving is an inroad to the Holy of Holies, into the heart of God. Sometimes I just kind of sit, honestly sort of zone out, and I realize like, oh, I'm supposed to be... <laughs> The Lord's just listening. Yeah. You know, and it takes time for me to like get on the wavelength and hear him listening to me. Mm-hmm. He's not saying anything, but to become aware of his patient, loving attention to me. Mm-hmm. 
So sometimes I'll just write out things that have happened. Sometimes I wish I was more formulaic, honestly. Sometimes I go right to things that are bothering me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, I go straight to images. The Lord has given me a real grace of developing and sanctifying my imagination over you know more than a decade. And so oftentimes I will go to an image that represents something to me or the Lord's communicating something to me, like in my interior garden. The desert has a particular connotation for me. If I see myself at this house that I built with the Lord in prayer, I know kind of what's going on, you know? Yes. But sometimes, honestly, I'll do a little tour of all these images, and I'm just not feeling the Lord there. Totally. And I come back to presence. I come back to His loving, attentive listening. And I realize that there's a lot in me that I just haven't told him. Mm. I feel like I'm always just learning this lesson again and again, that he just wants me to talk to him. It's not about having some glamorous image or some profound insight. It's not always about getting a word from scripture. It's just about me relating my heart. So I had a, a holy hour like that this week where... I feel like the Lord has been in some situations with me in some pain, but those things were kind of all piling up. And I felt like I was, again, that I was with him and that he was in it. But when I sat down and nothing was really happening in prayer, I realized I had never explicitly said, I feel awful about this. This hurts me so bad. I don't even feel like I can talk to you about this because I feel like I'll die if I tell you how badly this hurts. And I just had never spoken those words to him. A lot of my prayer is relating my heart. Whether I'm doing that authentically or organically, or the Lord is inviting me into it. Yeah. Mostly just talking to him. So when you tell him that, yeah, what's like the end game? Yeah, honestly, I'm still, again, surprised at the relief that I feel just telling him. Yeah. Even talking to you, even talking to my therapist, you know, whatever. To tell it to the Lord is different. I don't know what it is except that he's God. (laughs) And he has perfect understanding. Yes. And he is love itself. Yes. So there's a security there and a peace that even the most compassionate of friends cannot give to me. So sometimes it's just that attentiveness. Sometimes the experience of just being received is enough. That's all I needed. Sometimes I'll get like, he'll tell me a book of scripture and a chapter and a verse. And I don't know what it is. Right. And I love to just test the Lord and be like, I don't think that's a real thing. Yeah. Sometimes I'll flip there. That chapter and verse doesn't exist. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I don't get too discouraged about that. Okay. I'm, I'm just learning to listen. You know? Yeah. Sometimes he'll send it to me, I'll flip it open, and I'm like, wow. Yeah. Like the exact same word I use, the exact same, it's something straight to the heart, and I'm like immediately in tears. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's scripture. Sometimes it's an image. Sometimes I like hear the Lord in my heart say something to me. And usually it's not, you know, I was just thinking about this recently. When I was young Mm -hmm. and just learning to hear the voice of God, in my journal, it would be like, dear Jesus, like this whole long thing, right? And then I would write back a letter from God. Okay. Dear beloved daughter, Beth. 
Wow. And it was things that I kind of had in my heart and kind of perceived, but there's probably a lot of me in there. Yeah. And it would be like a long letter. Wow. A whole letter. Yeah. And again, but... He's like, Feast of the Archangels. (laughs) No, he never does. He never does. Not to me, at least. Yeah. So there would be these longer letters and I just kind of look back and laugh at myself, you know? Yeah. It was like sweet and... It's very sweet. I wanted to hear the voice of God and there's truth in that. And then there's like some very pious language in there that I think God would have talked to me like. Does that make sense? Uh Now I find the Lord is very succinct. Literally, sometimes it's a word. Yeah. And I will be praying on that for days to come Mm -hmm. because of one word. I don't need pages in my journal anymore because he can speak right to the heart of it. My spiritual ears are more attuned to his voice. Yeah. So yeah, I write down those things in my journal very practically. When I'm writing, I do a dash. When I sense the Lord saying something, whether it's scripture or an image or like something spontaneous from his heart, I'll put a little plus sign. Mm-hmm. When it's Joseph, Jay, when I hear Mary in my heart, it's a little heart. Sweet. Yeah. So the end game is relationship. The end game of relating, the end game of prayer. All of it is that I would feel connected. So you're not going and being like, Lord, I'm so annoyed with this relationship, so hurt by this. Can you fix it? What are you going to do to fix it? I'm not usually in fix it. I'm in try to understand it. Sure. Yeah. Can you help me understand? Yes. I I can be like that in prayer. Yeah. I just, again, in years of sitting in the chapel, pouring out my heart, my anger, pages in my journal, telling the Lord answer me. I have just realized that I'm not usually ready to hear Mm. whatever that thing is. Okay. Or it's not the thing I actually need. The resolution I think I need is not what I actually need. Okay. And so just relating it, connecting and feeling understood, being received in it, there's a, a deeper healing that like he doesn't answer our questions because he goes beneath the question to what's really going on. Yeah. So yeah, I can feel, I'm better now that I can feel when I'm forcing something in prayer Mm -hmm. and I back off and I know like I couldn't hear you even if you wanted to speak to me. Okay. Or I'm putting words in your mouth trying to figure something out. I don't know. Even times the Lord has given me a scripture, if I'm not letting him love me in that scripture, it doesn't take root. I went through many years and I can still slip into going into prayer to process my stuff. The expectation we have about prayer with the God of the universe is that he could give us some answers or some help, but we don't even know ourselves well enough to know that we need love. That's what we need. Yeah, and presence. Yeah. Okay, great. Then you end it and you back up your little feet. Liana, one of our writers, was telling me that she was in adoration at a church here locally in Phoenix. And it's like a long church, I guess. I've never been in it. Me either. She said there was a little boy who was like all the way in the front row. No. Back back walked no. the no. entire way no. <laughs> down the aisle. Sweet She's boy. like his sweet little feet were just shuffling. shuffling. Well, you have to shuffle. You can't pick up your feet, move backwards. Uh, shuffle. She's like, it was the sweetest I do. I kind of look over my shoulder. Yeah. I can't even do it. I tried it at St. Andrews the other day. I was like, how do people do this? There's no way. Yeah. It's in the front row. I can't do that the whole way. <laughs> how do you end your prayer? Well, I used to. Mm-hmm. Back when I would like journal the whole time. Okay. I would write love at the end. 
What? Yeah, it was like my favorite thing ever. Sweet. Just love. Yeah. 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 I loved it. But now I don't end it in my journal. Because my journal is really just to get me into it. And then I'm typically just doing like mind heart stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What is that word? I'm just talking to the Lord in my in my heart, in my mind, not on paper. I don't really end it. Yeah, the prayer isn't the journal. It isn't even the Bible. It's the relationship. Yes. And so once those things have kind of moved you into relationship, you don't need those things anymore. Right. I'm also with my spiritual director doing a lot of like story stuff, which I don't love. Mm. But the Lord told me last night through this book that I'm reading <laughs> that you should pay attention to resistance. I just resisted this entire exercise for like two weeks. I guess mm-hmm. I should pay attention to why. Mm-hmm. BD, I really appreciate you sharing what you do in prayer. It's very helpful to me. Thanks, friend. There's nothing to describe the life, the peace, the clarity, the vibrancy of a life lived with Jesus, of cultivating an interior life with the Lord. It's better than anything. Yeah. I also just want to share that if images do come up or words or Bible verses or yeah, anything like that. If that comes up and doesn't quite make sense, my spiritual director has taught me to pay attention, but that doesn't necessarily mean it all needs to make sense right then. So good. So you're going to hold it up to the light and say, hmm, that was interesting. And you're going to put it on a shelf Hmm. and you just leave it on the shelf. And then the next time you either go to prayer or you're paying attention throughout the day, something strikes you again. Oh, that's interesting. I'm Mm -hmm. going to hold it up and I'm going to put it on the shelf. The Lord is putting this whole story together and he will connect these two things Mm -hmm. or the whole picture when he and you are ready for all of that to be revealed. Yeah. So it doesn't all need to make sense right now. I love that. And I'm glad you brought it up because I think sometimes we can be in prayer and have a song pop into our head, okay? And we're like, I'm so distracted. A commercial, a scene from a movie. And you're like, what? I'm trying to pray. Other times it can be a memory, something super painful. Maybe it's a past sin. Maybe it's a way that you were sinned against. And suddenly this feels very unsafe and very unpleasant. Yeah. And all your grief resurfaces. But to just simply pay attention to that, to not automatically try to squash it down or dismiss it as distraction. But as you said, to hold it up, pay attention for a moment. Is there something in there that the Lord wants to say to you? Stranger things have happened. Hold it up to the light, ask the Lord, and then to be free to put it on the shelf, not totally disregard it. Yeah. Our hope really always is that you would want to leave this conversation or a talk or a retreat, a VBS, and go pray. So let's pray. And then we want to encourage you to go pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, we receive your love. You're already here. You're already looking at us. You're already leaning in, listening. So we come back to your gaze, come back to relationship. There are so many things, uh, We want and need, but you know, Lord, the desire beneath them all. So we hold them out to you and we ask you to come in, come into our hearts, come into the garden of our soul, come into our imagination, come into our memories and flood them with your light. 
come into our hearing and our seeing and our feeling and our knowing. We give you permission. Holy Spirit, I ask you to seal this conversation. Mother Mary, would you spread your mantle of love and protection over us? Seal in the graces. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks, Beanie. Thanks, Jenna. Love you. Talk to you soon. Talk to you all soon. Bye-bye. Bye.